number 030323, a rendering of each of seven episodes. Episode number one, A Year with the Church Fathers. Put the right value on created things. Creation is good, says St. Leo the Great, and we should praise the Creator for its beauties. But the world to come is far greater. Use the things of this world properly, but don't let them capture all of your attention. Wake up and recognize the dignity of your nature. Remember that you were made in the image of God, which, although it was corrupted in Adam, was still remolded in Christ. Use the visible things of creation as they should be used, earth, sea, sky, air, springs, and rivers. Whatever is beautiful and wonderful in them, attribute that to the praise and glory of the Creator. But don't be ruled by the light in which birds and serpents, beasts and cattle, flies and worms delight. Keep the material light for your bodily senses, and with all your mental powers embrace the true light that enlightens every man that is coming into the world. John chapter 1 verses 9, of which the prophet says, Look to him and be radiant, so your faces shall never be ashamed. Psalm chapter 34 verse 5. For if you are God's temple and God's spirit dwells in you, then what every one of the faithful has in his own heart is greater than what he marvels at in heaven. And so, dear friends, I don't tell you or advise you to despise God's works or to think there is anything against your faith in what the good God has made good, but use every kind of creature and everything this world is equipped with reasonably and moderately. For as the Apostle says, the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So, because we are born for the present and reborn for the future, let us not give ourselves up to transient goods, but to the eternal ones. St. Leo the Great, Sermon 27, 6. In God's presence, consider, Do I remember to thank God for the wonders of creation? Am I suitable, moderate, in moderate, am I suitably moderate in material things, or do I let them take hold of me? Closing prayer, Father, open my eyes to see your hand at work in all the splendors and beauties of creation. Guide me to eternal life by helping me use the gifts you have given me wisely. Episode number two, Through the Year with Thomas Merton. Self-hatred. The history of our own time has been made by dictators whose characters, often transparently easy to read, have been full of repressed guilt, self-hatred, and feelings of inferiority. They have managed to enlist the support of solid masses of men moved by the same repressed drives as themselves. The wars they have waged with one another have been the sacrifice which the masses, degraded by totalitarianism, 
have offered up in fanatical self-idolatry, which never completely manages to assuage the nausea brought about by self-hatred. The Living Bread, episode number three, Magnificat, March 2023, volume 24, number 13. Item number one, a reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 5, verses 20 through 26. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Kihana. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there recall that your brother has anything against you, Leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you. You will not be released until you have paid the last penny. The Gospel of the Lord. Meditation of the Day. Item number two. Seeking Surpassing Righteousness. Heart of Mary, my mother, transfixed with a sword of sorrow, enkindled with my heart by your intercession, the divine fire which consumes your heart. O divine spirit, I wish to be before you as a lighter feather, so that your breath may carry me where you will. Keep me from sin in my weakness and despair. In each fall I shall run into your arms as a child to his father, as dear Papa carried me into the ocean for an ocean bath. Your mercy, your love, is an ocean of love and mercy. Humility is a help to achieve the perfection of every virtue. In fact, there is no virtue without it. Arise from your thanksgiving to find your Jesus always with you, with you with his power and overshadowing you to make each action through him divine. Arise from Holy Communion to find him in the people, for whatsoever you do to them, you do to him. Whatsoever you do to your sisters, you do to him. Arise to see in every single event in life God's will, God's providence. Episode number four, God's Little Instruction Book, number one, two, and three, by Honor Books. Golden Nugget number one, inspired by Acts chapter five, verses 29. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. Be more concerned with what God thinks about you than what people think about you. Golden Nugget number two is inspired by Ecclesiastes chapter five, verses two. Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven, and thou upon earth 
therefore let thy words be few. The trouble with the guy who talks too fast is that he often says something he hasn't thought of yet. Golden nugget number three, inspired by Proverbs chapter 6, verses 2 and 3. If you have been trapped by what you said, ensnared by the words of your mouth, then do this, my son, to free yourself, since you have fallen to your neighbor's hands. Go and humble yourself. Press your plea with your neighbor. The best way to get the last word is to apologize. Episode number six, Reflection. Speaking in human terms, Christ, by his obedience, elevated himself to primacy in the church, in the world, and in the history of mankind. No one can be a good leader who has not completed the school of obedience. Adam forfeited his authority and dominion over living creatures and the elements of nature at the very moment when he showed himself disobedient to God. Abba Moses said, Obedience begets obedience. If someone listens to God, God also listens to him. It is obvious, then, that God listens to man more than man listens to God, especially when one takes into consideration how often and how many ways man sins daily against the commandments of God. It is a fact that the eternal God listens to us, corruptible as we are, more than we listen to Him. This should fill all of us with shame, who still have a conscience. When St. Euthropius was being tortured along with his two companions, he prayed to God, Come to our aid, as thou camest to thy servant Theodore the Tyro. Suddenly the ground shook, and the obedient Lord appeared with his angels and St. Theodore. The Lord said to the sufferers, During the time of your torture, I stood before your faces and observed your patience. I will write your names in the book of life. Episode number seven, Manifesto. The poorest of the poor, the hardest of the hardcore. Where we came from, we've been given everything. Enough and more than enough of what we need for physical survival and comfort in this world plus an unlimited supply of dazzling, hypnotic, high-tech entertainments produced by a multi-billion dollar corporate media industry in which companies vie with each other to suck in their most lucrative target audience, teenagers with a discretionary income, money they can spend on entertainment rather than survival. We've been given nothing at all, No truth, no meaning for our existence here on this earth, no God, no understanding of what lies before this world, so that everything we do in this world seems only temporary, with no ultimate purpose. No parents, only one parent, or two parents with no answers. No love, because love without God is only carnal, including parental love. Nothing to keep us together when we do think we found love. And in the end, we found that we were all alone. No life, only energy, raw, nervous energy, which is not life. A list of do's and don'ts with no ultimate reason for why we should do one and not the other. But more often, no limits, 
Without God and immortality, everything is permitted. Dostoevsky. Secondly, where we were, crawling out from under the rubble of the hippie movement, which was to change the world into a utopia, but tripped over its tie-dye t-shirt and fell flat on its face. The hippie movement was the counterculture's last gasp to create paradise on earth. When it failed, we saw that there was no hope and thus no use to try. Living in despair, relishing even the pain, because the pain was the only thing we knew was real in a world of fakery. Glorying in our poverty and ugliness, in a society that worshipped youth, beauty, and wealth, we hid our youth and disfigured our beauty, and lived dirt poor in rebellion against these superficial values of this world. Digging in filth, looking in the gutter for something real because the skyscrapers and factories and supermarkets and department stores and chain restaurants were temples of death, perhaps from the garbage, the people who did not fit into society. We would hear a word of truth. The filth scarred us, seared our skin like sulfur, but it never went through to our souls. Trying in our rejection of the world, to preserve our innocence and childhood, and this is why the filth never went through to our souls. Experimenting with insanity, because what our society considers sane is actually insane. Therefore, perhaps insanity could lead us to a glimpse of things as they are. Bending together, deprived of a real family, living in a society that worships the individual, who worships himself through the icon of the mirror, we formed our own families of misfits, banded together against the world. Trying to be honest, this above all, trying to be who we are, not what we've been told we're supposed to be, doing anything not to sell out. But we never could find out who we really were because we had not learned from anyone that We could be anything more than animals with highly developed brains because no one around us had risen above that level. Number three, where we are. We are everything that we once were, but now it's all changed. We still have no hope for a paradise on earth, but we know that this world will end. Paradise is not on this earth but in the hearts of people who love God. We still feel pain. We still embrace it and do not turn from it. But now that pain is transformed into something pure and beautiful by the agony of the cross, which conquers death. And the love we feel when we feel another's pain never dies. We still place no value on the superficial values of this world, youth, beauty, and wealth, because all these rot away. But now, we don't have to go out of our way to make ourselves ugly. We look the way God made us look and do nothing more about it. We still dig into ourselves to find the filth, but now it's in order to eradicate it, to annihilate it, and thus prepare ourselves for the other world. We still strive in our rejection of this world to preserve our innocence and childhood. And now, through interior work on our deepest being, 
We have the means to do so. We still band together against the world. We have a new family composed of those who are misfits in our society and who reject that society's worship of the individual. We are still considered crazy by this world, which cannot understand our sanity. We still strive to be honest, to be ourselves, not what our society, which is going to hell, tells us to be. We refuse to become slaves to history or fashion or public opinion or earthly institutions. We strive be what to be what we were intended to be, but now we know that we are not mere animals, but have been created for eternity. We see the proof of our immortality when we give and receive love, a love that is no mere human love, but something above nature and otherworldly, and which we know now can never pass away with death. And this love is an intense pain of heart, known in silence, which is the world can never understand. Fourthly, where are we going? To heaven, but not without sweat and blood, self-sacrifice, self-renunciation, and pain of heart, always remembering that the kingdom of heaven is taken by violence, and the violent take it by force.